strategize together. Let's hear it from an expert. Strategy. Here's your host, Doreen Morin Van Dam. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Strategy Talks. Thank you so much, so much for being here with us today. I have a very special guest right here from Vermont. If you are a listener, a podcast listener, you know that um, I record this. Um, live in my home studio in Pittsfield, Vermont. And with me today is Sarah Monroe. She's in Burlington, Vermont. So I'm very excited to have her here. And um, before I bring her on, I just want to welcome everybody. If you're here live, thank you so much. Um, if you're watching this on the replay, put hashtag replay in the comments so Sarah and I can answer your questions that you might have today um, about the topic, keeping up with social media, which is very exciting. It's a very exciting topic. Um, and we're going to talk about the perspective of a business owner as well as a social media professional. So um, it is Sarah's birthday. So as she comes on, I would love for you to wish her a happy birthday. But before we do, a shout out to our most loyal sponsor, Social Insider, the intuitive dashboard for social media analytics, reporting, and competitors analysis for brands and agencies. Thank you so much, Social Insider, for sponsoring us week after week. And now, without much further ado, here is Sarah Monroe. Hey, Sarah. Hey, I, I feel like to... I should have a drum roll here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, I had to wrap, I had to put on the glasses, right? I think you gave this to me a few years ago when we were speaking together at Agents of Change. So I uh yeah, had to bring out the bring out the orange for you. So All right. thanks for so, having me. Yeah. So yeah. for those of you who are listening, Sarah came on stage. Um, with her orange sunglasses on, the Morn Media sunglasses. So we match. Well, happy birthday, Sarah. Thank you for being with yeah. me today. Thank you. Thanks Before we go into the topic of keeping mm -hmm. up with social media changes, I want to highlight something. You today is, or this week is the anniversary of your live streaming journey. Congratulations exactly. for a year of live streaming, Sarah. Tell us a little bit about what happened. Well, I have to say there was this good friend of mine named Doreen, who <laughs> Doreen, actually, you, um, you recommended me as a guest. And um, I think we had done some video, some little video lives here and there occasionally, but we have presented live in person too. So you knew that I could speak on my feet, that I could present well. And so you just gave me the encouragement to, to bring that into the digital space. And it worked out perfectly. It was a time that I, we're all kind of performing, right? When it comes to any meeting, almost any phone call that we take or FaceTime video that we take, right? Um, so it was just translating what I do in person um, onto the screen. And you recommended me for a show called Social Chatter from Social Chefs. It's a weekly news talk show. And all you had to say to me was, you can do it. That's all I needed 
was, don't worry, you can do this, Sarah. And so I prepared for the show. And a few weeks later, I showed up again. I was a, um, a guest co-host. And little did I know that they were actually looking for a new co-host. And um, this is my one-year anniversary of that. So I kind of came into it accidentally, which I think is, a, is just a metaphor for how we've all come into social media too, right? Or even as we're using some of the new tools that they bring out, you find that button and it's a happy accident that something cool comes out of it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I'm an accidental social media strategist. I started out as a social media manager and went to from B2C to B2B to community management. And now I've really found my, you know, landed with um, content marketing and strategy. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of these these jobs within social media um, change. And I think that's a great lead into what we're going to talk about today. Exactly. Keeping up with social media changes, right? Mm -hmm. I started this journey 12 years ago. You started it probably even longer because you, you have a degree in communication, correct? Correct, Sarah? Actually, my degree, my, my degrees are in zoology. So I was a scientist in the beginning, uh, but wanted to more work on the administration side. So my other degree is in administration. So okay. I've learned organizational development, leadership development, but what's been all through this has been communication skills and how to work with people. And so layer on that, not having a fear of technology and learning things as I go along. You know, what I work in now didn't exist when I was in, when I was in college, barely when I was in graduate school. Right. right. And so we've all had to learn these tools as we go along, knowing that we can't stay where we are. You know, I remember one of my jobs when I first got into public relations and fundraising, I had to design the, the ad for the phone book, right? Who uses a phone book now, at least in North America? I don't know if other other parts of the world still use phone books, but um, yeah, so I learned design skills. I learned, I had the communication skills. So I knew what what's the message, what needs to, what's important to people who are considering our, at that time it was a community health center, when, what do they need to consider to become a patient? And so I translate all of that now into what do people need to be part of this business that I'm working with or this nonprofit that I'm working with? Um, you know, I learned, I learned email marketing as a volunteer because I was part of an organization and the person who was doing the email marketing had to go on to maternity leave early. And so I was like, I'll learn well, it. How yeah. hard can it be? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's talk a little bit about, you know, we were in the green room and I, and I always love to invite my guests to come to the green room about 15 minutes early to really, you know, we only have a 20 minute show to get to the heart of the matter. So we mm -hmm. were talking about, you know, at, if you're in the social media sphere, if you're a social media professional, you sort of already know how to keep up with social media changes and how mm -hmm. to keep up with trends. So, you know, we can, if you want to mention a couple of different ways you do that. But then what I really want to gift to the people watching and listening today is how can the average business owner, the business coach, the, you know, retail store, how can they keep up with social media changes because for us this is what we do we 
sort of live on LinkedIn and Facebook and we go to YouTube and we get on TikTok and we are used to experimenting and keeping up with social media changes. But the average business owner that, especially if they have a retail location or they have, you know, they're a mm -hmm. bank or, you know, a hospital, how do they keep up with social media changes? So be before we right. get to the businesses really quick, if you're in the social media sphere, you're a social media professional, what are a couple of the ways that you keep up with social media changes and trends, Sarah? Sure. So I read, I read a lot. Um, so I do go to, but I go to trusted sources because I bring that, that critical thinking that I had when I was a scientist, right? I bring that lens to the information that I'm reading so that I'm always thinking, I'm always bringing that media literacy with me. What, where is this source? Are they really, do they know what they're talking about? I mean, I, I, the go-tos, you know, the go-to social media examiner, social insider, I have to say, what's great about social insider is looking at their data. They're not just an influencer who is using their own account or maybe a few client accounts that are in a specific niche, right? They are actually looking at tens of thousands of accounts right. and putting together their reports. So it's really important to look at that, that someone's not just jumping to what is the trend? Who is the person who's tweeting it first, right? Um, may not be the person to follow. So I really look at... Um, what the industry news is, like Social Media Examiner, Social Insider. I look at Mari Smith a lot. I look at Instagram um, Instagram experts like Subi Zimmerman and Jen Herman, right? So I'm looking at these folks who are really using the tools with a variety of people um, and critically looking at that. I'm also looking at I, I know I, I'm going to use a friend of mine who's a 16 year old who started a, a little business when she during the pandemic, she had some extra time, didn't have after school projects. Right. And she was saying to me, Sarah, when you start a Instagram story, you have to have a poll. The poll has to be the first story. It's like, where are you getting this from? And I found that it was these different influencers in that space that she was in who were saying start with a poll because that's worked for them. Right. And when you look at creators who are getting tens of thousands of views on TikTok or something like that for their advice, you have to keep in the back of your mind that they are feeding the platform. They're saying what the platform wants you to say, and they're getting some of that creator fund money. So you have to think critically, are they really talking about what's going to work for everybody or what's going to work um, for them and get them paid? too, right? Nothing against influencers and creators. They need to be paid for their expertise. But from an average business owner, really looking at what's working in my space. If I'm a retail shop, is going live and showing new products that I have for the week, is that working for people? Is that working for my audience? Is that working for my community? And and testing that, seeing, taking in this information, not always having to jump on the immediate trend, but right. taking it in and um, and seeing if it'll work for you. Right. So if we, if we, and I love that you just segued right into that, um, the average business, right? Because it's, you know, we were just discussing in the green room, um, for example, creator mode on LinkedIn, mm -hmm. we're all, it's all the buzz for us social media professor, professionals. Yep. Um, and then I read a st statistics that out of the 830 million people on LinkedIn, only five and a half million have creative mode turned on. Right? right. And the other people probably aren't even aware it's a thing. So, right. you know, we get all excited about this newest feature, this latest trend. And then the regular 
business owner or business coach or, you know, CEO doesn't know what's going on. So, so let's right. go to that segment of the population. Those of right. you who might be watching or listening to this podcast who strategically want to shape your business, use social media to move forward. How do, how does somebody who is not ingrained in social media on a daily basis, how do they keep up with social media changes, Sarah? Right. I, I think part of it is listening to things like this, getting to know people like this, maybe um, tapping, tapping, a local consultant who knows their community, knows what's working. Um, it's pretty easy to find us, right, in the social media community who's out there and who's a trainer. You can look at, um, I work with a small business development center. For years, I've worked with a women um, women entrepreneurship center um, and having a lot of, there are a lot of free or really reduced price workshops so that you can get to know what's working and figure out what's working for you. I think part of it is thinking about your business, how you've all, what are some of the things that you've wanted to do to talk to the people, to tell your story and talk to the people who you want to be your customers. And then layer on that, what are some of these new tools that I could possibly use? For instance, LinkedIn, um, yes, LinkedIn creator mode. Actually, I've been following your example, Doreen, and I'm launching LinkedIn creator mode today. Happy birthday to me Yay. in creator mode, right? Yay. On the other hand, LinkedIn pages, LinkedIn has recently launched um, newsletters for pages. And maybe that's a place where your business could use a newsletter. You've been thinking for a long time, maybe something like MailChimp or Constant Contact would be something that I'd want to do, but I don't have the time to set it up. I don't have the time to build the list and the audience. Well, what if I tried LinkedIn newsletters? I've just heard they've come out. This could be something that I could try. It's a low entry, right? No cost. And um, it gives you a way to communicate to the people who are following you. So I think it's it's hearing what those tools are out there and if it fits with what you want to do with a business. I think it all comes back to strategy and how you want to work with people and tell your story. It all comes down to that brand awareness you talk about all the time, right? Doreen, it's yes. all about content. It's about building that audience, telling your story, building the trust so that people know and like you and will come to you for business. Um, so Sarah, yeah. is it okay for somebody to say a business owner, I don't want to be on TikTok? Like, yes. Is it okay? So, yes. so they don't need to be, be made to feel bad, um, even though the social media changes are, you know, predicting TikTok, you know, is here to stay. Um, right. So as we're looking at keeping up with changes, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to jump on every bandwagon. Mm -hmm. What you're saying is you have to test out what works for you. And I would like to add to that. Also, it works for your resources and mm -hmm. works for your budget. Because, right. you know, there's a lot of businesses out there that might have somebody tell them, and this used to be Pinterest, and I think now it's TikTok. People would come to me and says, I need to be on Pinterest. So-and-so told me to be on Pinterest. I'm like, that sounds great. Where else are you? And yep. do you have the resource? You have somebody in your office that can take this on. And they're like, mm -hmm. no. I'm like, well, then you need to have a budget to hire a Pinterest manager. And they're right. like, oh, I'm like, you can't just add that to it mm -hmm. without 
you know, having a resource or right. having that budget. And I think the same is true for, you know, going to TikTok or, you mm -hmm. know, like you said, email marketing. But then when new things come up, like the LinkedIn newsletter, um, it's a great way to get your foot wet, your feet wet and and get started on that. Right. Um, right. And looking at the data, you know, we're we're based in North America where TikTok is a big competitor and is making a lot of gains in Europe and China and some other markets, right? But it's not in others. If your business is global, then you can look at other platforms. Um, you can look at the reciprocity of, of users, right? In the US, we have um, a place called the Pew Center for Internet Research. And we get just about every 18 months or so, we get a report on how many people are using um, the different platforms and you can make a decision. I worked at a, I worked with a STEM education organization. And when TikTok first came out and actually when Snapchat was out too, um, we decided given the content that are on those platforms that we weren't going to contribute to that. Yes, we had a story to tell to our, to our audiences, but we decided not as a conscious effort, as a nonprofit, we weren't going to be on those because we didn't want to push students to those platforms where they could potentially see harmful content. So we built up our newsletter list and we had a 70% open rate on our email instead. So we trained our customers, we trained our students to go to email instead um, because they were all using email for school. It was a great way for us to be in that conversation. And the same thing happens with, with platforms like, like TikTok and Instagram. And, and if you look, you may find that your audience uses Instagram Reels just as much as they use TikTok. And so you can stay on Instagram where you've been for a while and just adapt that and add it to your strategy. I love this, Sarah, that is so smart. And I think what the heart of the matter, what you just said was, go look where your customers are mm -hmm. and go be there. You don't need to go where everybody else, your competitor is necessarily. Right but you've got to go to where your customers are and how are they using. And we, what we've seen during the pandemic, a big shift um, is that people are using communities because people mm -hmm. um, have been isolated and they are, were looking for entertainment online, right? So they went mm -hmm. to Facebook communities. There's a community where people pretended to be ants and it blew up within a couple of weeks. There was a million people pretending yeah. to be ants in a Facebook group. So be, you know, if your community, if your if your customers want to mm -hmm. talk to you and you're on a page where you talk at them, maybe you mm -hmm. need to decide to create a community where there's a Facebook group where they can you can talk with them and have actual conversations and dialogue. So um, right. I love that you said that, keeping up with the changes. So um before we go. Is, do you have, you've mentioned so many amazing sources already, Sarah, what is one big trend or one big thing that you see coming when we were in the green room? And I, I keep mentioning that, but we, we talked about web 3.0, we talked mm -hmm. about NFTs. Yep. Um, what do you see coming if you're the, you know, quote unquote, average business owner watching this, mm -hmm. um, you're a little worried, you know, am I up to date? You know, what should I be doing? 
what should they pay attention to coming up in 2022 and beyond? Right. I, we hear so much about crypto and NFTs and, and web 3.0, you know, web 3.0 is basically the, the big assimilation, right? Well, we're already assimilated to technology. We carry these things around in our pockets, right? These cell phones around. And, um, I've heard the U.S. Surgeon General talk about this and other social media, other mental health people talk, and they talk about social media use and how people are scrolling. And and the first few things that they're looking, they find what they're looking for, the information that they need in the first few minutes or the first few posts, and then they're looking for connection, right? So as a small business, you can provide that connection, right? Either to your products, to your industry, to giving them information that's useful and relevant um, to their lives right now, right? That's a place where you can be and not have to feel like I need to be this TikTok TikTok master, or I need to have 18 pieces of content to post this week. You can connect with people. And I think that's more and more um, as we get out into the world more, um, we're still going to look for those connections that we built online and you can still have a place for that and figure out what are the tools that are going to tell that story. And it might be using TikTok. It might be having those short videos where you can talk one-on-one with people and post them on TikTok, post them on Instagram reels and have them maybe even on your website so sure. that people can find you. All right. Awesome. Well, let's do a rapid fire question right. round. Uh, show or tell? Oh, show. Um, book smarts or street smarts? Oh, that's a hard one because I am a big reader, but I always put things into practice, right? So I think a combination of the two is important. Okay. Awesome. Physical work or mental work? Oh, I like both. I think the mental work is better if you have some physical work too. And in our industry, if that means going out and pulling some weeds, right, to give your mind a break and get a break from the screens, I think that's important. Awesome. So you're the first guest who've done, who can't choose, which I love. You're doing <laughs> both. You're a good combination. I love that. So yeah. if you want to keep up with social media changes, um, mm-hmm. Sarah, how can people connect with you? How can they watch your show? You go live every Thursday. Um, and social chatter. Tell us a little bit more how they can connect with you and what platform you're most active on. Sure. So you can find me across social media at Sarah Monroe VT. Um, I post random thoughts on Instagram if you want to follow that. Um, If you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, please drop a note and let me know that you saw me on Strategy Talks and I'd be happy to connect with you. And once I have creator mode, you may have to work a little harder to find that connect button, but certainly follow, um, hit the connect button and I'm happy to connect with you. Um, and to find social chatter, we're at Social Chefs across social media and um, you can find us on Thursdays. We do post um, the live show on my inst- on my LinkedIn profile so that you can find it there too. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, for those of you who are live today, Bob and um, uh, Maria, thank you so much for being here and wishing, helping me wish Sarah a happy birthday, Sarah. Um, I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. I will be back next Tuesday, 10 a.m. with my brother from the Netherlands talking about some international cultural differences, which I think will be a great conversation. Um, And to those of you who um, are here listening, thank you so much. 
um, for sticking sticking with us um, through the first through the whole twenty something minutes. Um, again, thank you to Social Insider for being an awesome sponsor of Strategy Talks, and um, I want to wish you all a wonderful rest of the week. And Sarah, thank you so much for being here today on your birthday. Thank you. uh, that Thanks was fantastic. <laughs> Bye, everybody.